Bruh, it's been a terrible time to be in the markets. I'm going to tell you that much. My goodness, if we look at what the market has done year to date, or actually, let's just look last week. Let's go through some stuff that happened last week when we look at the S&P 500. So over the last week, we had some news come out that the Fed was going to actually raise interest rates. But when that news dropped on Wednesday, stocks actually took off. Stocks actually did better than everybody expected. It was like, what? Yes, they're going to raise interest rates. But then the very next day, everybody realized, oh, this is not the best of things. And the stock market dropped. If we look year to date, the S&P 500 is down 14%. We're fully in correction territory. Correction just means we lost a bunch of money very quickly, as Peter Lynch likes to say. It's when the market is down 10% or more. If we look at the NASDAQ, that one is even seeing a whole lot more pain. It is down 23%. And even more interesting when we look at the NASDAQ is the fact that more than 40%, actually about 40% of the companies in the NASDAQ, which is a very tech-heavy portfolio or tech-heavy index, about 40% of the companies in the NASDAQ are down more than 50%. Think about that. That is crazy. Like 40% of the companies in the NASDAQ are down more than 50%. So if you're heavily invested in tech like I am, right now you're feeling all the pain, like all the pain in the world. It hurts. It hurts right now. If you open your portfolio for any reason, it's going to hurt a whole lot. But then the question is like, what do we do with that pain? Or what do we do in these situations where the market is crashing, where the market is literally yeah, crashing and we are in a bear market? I think we're in a bear market. I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. Unless inflation numbers come out this week and they look a lot better than anybody was expecting, which I expect them to be a lot better than most people are expecting it to be. But regardless of all that, I still think like overall, there is such negative sentiment all over the place. We got a war going on in Ukraine. We have this inflation thing I just mentioned. Interest rates are finally going back up. It's just a lot of stuff going on all at the same time. We have midterm elections this year here in the United States. And then you combine that with the Roe v. Wade situation that just happened. There's a lot going on. So there's a lot of fear right now. There's the fear that we will possibly go into a recession as the Fed raises interest rates. So everybody's freaking out about that as well. Consumer sentiment is basically bottom of the barrel. Even though the labor market is doing really well right now, everybody's still freaking out. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them because when you look around, it's like, there is something to be afraid of. But it reminds me of another quote. I don't know who said it. I think it was Peter Lynch who said, every time you look in the market, there will be something to be afraid of. There will be a reason for you not to invest. So my solution in these situations is actually, rather than not investing, is actually for me to be buying more. It's actually for me to find ways to make more money so I can buy more stocks. That's what I've been doing. I've been trying to work a little bit more extra on my soccer gig so I can get some more money so I can invest some more money. Because I believe that over the long run, over the long run, things usually will work out. That over the long run, things tend to work themselves out. In the short term, everything looks turbulent. But in the long run, all of these things just kind of work out. I saw a tweet, and I, I, I'll put it up on the video, but I saw this beautiful tweet where it showed an old action movie where this guy was doing something completely insane. He was riding the motorcycle, and they were shooting guns at him, and he rode the motorcycle towards them and then started shooting at them. I was like, yo, you would be dead before he even got close. But in the action movie, he got all the way close. He looked really cool, killed all the dudes, jumped over the car, and he was good. 
That's what it feels like right now as we invest within this bear market. We're basically riding the motorcycle towards danger rather than running away from danger. We're heading towards the danger. And we're hoping like everything will just magically work out, which over the long run, when you think about the future time, when you look all the way into the future, things just tend to work out for you. As long as you have a long-term horizon. And when I say long-term, I mean long, long-term. I mean, if we look at the S&P 500, and we take the max view. If you go on Google and you just put in the max view, it goes all the way back to about 1982. From 1982 all the way to present day, the market has gone about, what is this, 330x, just about. So which means that $10,000 invested at the beginning of ni- in 1982 to today will be about what? Three mil-ish. Now, of course, there were a lot of bumps in the road. We have 2000.com bubble where the market bottomed. And just as the market was about to recover everything else, It bottomed again because of 2008 financial crisis. And then we went on a tear for the last decade plus. I'm not saying like the next 10 years we can't do the same thing. We may enter a bear market that just continues for the next from the year's 20s. Everybody talked about the roaring 20s. It might be a more of a kitty cow meow 20s rather than a roaring 20s if if, if we're looking at anything. But the point is. Over the long run, outside of that, you can see like generally the market just gradually goes up. Why does the market goes up? Because companies continue to produce more money. I mean, I look at companies like Google. I look at companies like Amazon. I look at companies like Tesla. I look at companies like Microsoft, which is still my baby. You look at all of them, each and every single one of these companies are down. Like if I if I just pop in here and let's pull up Amazon, let's pop Amazon into this. Let's pop Tesla in here. Let's pop Microsoft into this as well where's google let's add google into this as well if you look at all these companies and we say year to date on each and every single one of them they are all down more than 10 percent amazon is down nearly 35 percent tesla is down almost 28 percent microsoft 18 microsoft and apple are just the big dogs that don't go down that much and alphabet down 20 percent now it'd be one thing if these companies were not making more money or growing still because that would be one thing. I would be like, okay, that makes sense. They should be crashing. But even with unbelievable growth that they experienced in 2021 due to the pandemic, where the comps should be terrible, these companies are still reporting double-digit growth. I mean, Alphabet reported 23% growth. Google reported 23% growth year over year in revenue. Microsoft reported 18% growth year over year. Tesla, I don't know the exact number, but they reported unbelievable growth year over year. Now, they still, the market for Tesla is not saturated, so they still have a lot of headroom. Amazon, the same thing. Apple, Apple is just like a money printing machine, man. They just print money, making hundreds of billions of dollars in quarters. Not in years, in quarters. They just print money. They make all kinds of money. And so when I look at these companies, I'm like, yo, yes, things are rough and the market situation looks terrible. But generally, Generally, if we look outside of all the macro effects that's going on right now, these are companies that I want to be a part of. I want to own it. Even more so, I get even more excited when I read articles about Warren Buffett. When I read articles like this, where Warren Buffett during the Omaha shareholders meeting, I said Omaha, (laughs) I meant the Berkshire shareholders meeting, he comes out and says, yeah, we spent about $51 billion of stock last quarter. Now, most of the stock he bought is not the same stock that I'm going to buy because he's buying oil companies on those kind of things. I am not buying oil companies. I already have way too exposure with my career in the energy and oil industry, so I don't need any more exposure to that. But he's buying heavily into that. 
I mean, he even mentioned that he bought more Apple when it dropped a little bit. Then he talked about he bought Activision Blizzard. The point is, he saw it as a good time to continue to invest. And I think that for the next few quarters, we're probably going to continue to see Warren Buffett buying more and more and more shares as the market continues to decline and decline. And if it's good enough, if this market is good enough for the greatest of all time, yo, it is great for me. I love this market. I love it right now because I still have 40 plus years ahead of me with investing. And I know for some people, it's like, yo, I don't want to wait 40 years before I make this money. It's like, what is the downside? The downside is you have money when you retire or you don't have money when you, you retire. Like the downside is so, the risk reward to reward is so minimal. Like the risk is so minimal that if I invest today towards that retirement, things go work out really well for me. Great, in 40 years, wonderful. And I just have to keep working my job while at the same time trying to do other things to maybe speed that process up in the daytime. Somebody told me like, yo, I don't want to wait 40 years. I can build a business and the business can grow in the next 10 years. And I was like, cool, why not play both sides? Why not do both? If your business pops off, wonderful. But at the same time, you can play down risk yourself Mitigate your risk with the business by investing as well. This is something that most people don't really understand when it comes to building businesses. It's not just about you jumping off and taking that massive risk. It's about understanding the risk to reward. Most business entrepreneurship people are not risk takers. They take everything into perspective and they weigh the risk to reward ratios. They actually think through all of these things. We just think like, yo, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, all these people, they are wonderful risk takers. Now, Elon Musk is a little bit different from the rest of these guys. He's, he's very weird. He's very much more in line with the Nikola Teslas of this world and with the Thomas Edisons than he is with other entrepreneurship people that have succeeded. So we're going to put Elon Musk in his own category. But the rest of these guys, they understood the risk. Look, Jeff Bezos was a Wall Street dude. This dude was making money. It wasn't like he just was like, yo, I'm just going to quit and start doing this thing out of my garage. Now, nah, that's what he did. But the point is, he didn't just jump into it. The dude had balance. He had people he could pull money from. So it's not just something you just jump into. But the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, so so I don't make money in 40 years. I don't get to retire for 40 years. Okay, cool. I can keep working the job that I love for the next 40 years, grow in that job, make more money in that job, and then, you know, retire eventually. Or I can invest very well for these next 10 years and let this money compound for me where I don't have to necessarily invest and I can focus on other things. But the point is, for you guys, do not freak out. Do not allow the media, do not allow all the nonsense that everybody is saying to freak you out. I love what my best friend did recently. He called me up and he said, I heard on the news that the stock market is crashing, so I want to buy. That's the same mindset we all need to have. He didn't call me and say, yo, I heard on the news the stock market is crashing, I want to sell. No, he said, I heard it's crashing, so I think I should be buying. That's the same mindset we need to be having when it comes to investing. It's not when things are going really, really well. It's not when things are going up and up and up that we're like, yeah, I want to invest now. No. As the market goes up, the more the risk increases because there's more of a tipping point that the market gets to where it's just like, oh, things are way too overvalued. We're coming back down to earth now. But it's the inverse of what people think. People think like it's safer to be investing when the market is riding higher and higher and higher and higher than it is to be investing when things are going lower and lower and lower and lower. 
when things are a lot more cheap. It's it's basically the question that we all have to ask ourselves is, would I rather buy, if I was trying to, if I had to buy an iPhone, like I needed a new phone, would I bu rather buy this iPhone for $1,000 or would I rather, if they messed up for some reason on their website and they're putting these brand new iPhones for $500, would I not rather buy it? I was going to buy the iPhone anyway, so why not save myself $500 and own the full iPhone? It's the same way with investing. Sometimes the market loses its mind. It goes up too far up and sometimes it comes too far down. Just like you wouldn't pay $2,000 for that same iPhone. Sometimes we need to like take a pause. But even more so for those of us who are young, we are forced buyers of stocks. This is how we build wealth. We don't have a choice but to invest in our 401ks, in our IRAs and all these other things, in our HSAs. We don't have a choice. This is how we build our wealth. And because we do not have a choice, we are forced buyers of stocks. And if we are forced buyers, would you rather have to buy the thing at when it's all-time highs or when it's low? Now, it's going to suck for the people who are retiring because they need that money, but they, they already built their wealth 40 years ago when they've been investing for over 40 years. If, like I've shown you, those 40-year returns, isn't it pretty nice? If you invested in the S&P 500 over the last 40 years, you're probably good. Like, you're probably set. Now, of course, they had other issues that they were dealing with where investing wasn't as easy. They had to call brokers, blah, 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 all that stuff. But historically, most people that are retired millionaires invested through their company-sponsored 401k plans. So, for those folks, they're good. They're right. They're witnessing all kinds of good things that happen. Like, the real estate market, they can get money from that as well. If they own a home, they can withdraw money from that, all that stuff. But for my generation, this is, this is, I'm hoping that the market continues to do nonsense for the next 10 years. To be honest, it's going to suck. I hope the market doesn't affect the economy in the sense that if the market is down and then, you know, people have to do layoffs and all this other stuff because then people can't build out their businesses, money becomes expensive, all that kind of stuff. I hope that doesn't happen. But I really hope like the market is just down for a long period of time. It doesn't affect the real economy where businesses are still making money. People are still getting hired. It's just that people have just lost faith in the market. Yo, that I will be gobbling up all of it. Because then on the other side, if, if, which, you know, one of the things I was reading Nick Majuli's book, and he made a very good point. He said, one of the things we lack to think about when it comes to investing is the fact that luck plays a role in this whole thing. Unfortunately, it's just true. Luck plays a role in investing, which is something we don't really talk enough about. But I'll talk about that. that, that the time frame you live plays a huge factor in how you're going to retire but anyway i'm not gonna jump into that discussion but the point is if things work out because i don't know what the future holds but history has taught me that overall the stock market will generally go up so all i am trying to say for the last 15 minutes that i've been talking man i don't know why this went on 15 minutes i thought this would be like a three to five minute thing but what i'm trying to say is do not freak out as a matter of fact invest more <laughs> as a matter of fact scrounge around look for money look for ways to earn more dollars so you can keep investing more if there was a company you loved that was making all kinds of money and they reported earnings this quarter and they're making even way more money in the business and you look over the fundamentals and you're like yo this business is still doing amazing yo i will double down on it and just keep buying more that's what i've been doing i'll be a thousand percent with y'all the little change that I make for my soccer games, I invest that thing as quickly as possible, which is why I'm not making that many YouTube videos anymore. It's not that important. It ain't paying me no dollars. It ain't paying me that much. My focus is elsewhere. So point again is do not get distracted by all the headline stuff. 
Do not get distracted by all the noise. Be like my friend who called me up and said, market is crashing, I want to buy. Because for him, his style is very simple. I buy, I close it, I move away. My 401k is getting invested in the background. My IRA is getting invested in the background. I'm good. I don't need to be looking at it. It's the same mindset. Warren Buffett likes to talk about, if the stock market wasn't open for 20 years, are you going to be okay with that? You couldn't do anything? Are you going to be okay with that? That's the question we got to ask ourselves. Because for me, the companies I'm invested in, I'll be very okay with it because they'll be still doing well. Now, anything can happen in any year where they get completely disrupted because I'm heavy tech. So, you know, take that as you will. But it's just something for us to really, really think about. Not think about, but not to stress ourselves with something that we have zero control over. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this thing with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person you're just kind of like, eh about and by that time you to share it with every single person that you know it's been your boy kalechi i'm gonna catch y'all up in the next one remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all and i'm out peace